0: there's something they want to do. They see other people doing it and they say to themselves, I can do that. It's not jealousy or envy. It's simply a, a matter of fact that they can do what they see other people doing. It's their gift. So they recognize it very, very fast, rapidly. Right. And, uh, and not only do they say I could do it, um, do it, but I could do it better. And they can, because guess what, when we're doing what it is we love, No one else does it like we do.
1: Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Kramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hello, hello. Happy June to everybody out there who's listening to Her Drive podcast. I'm really excited for today's guest, uh, Sharon Shannon. Um, She is the faith coach, and she has an amazing website, blog, podcast that is all faith-driven and has a wonderful transformational story about how Having faith has really led her into her own and led her to uplifting women, which we are all about here at Her Drive Podcast. Um, Sharon, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for for being here with us, as I said. And uh, Sharon, I would really love if you could tell the listeners kind of your genesis of the journey. Some people, it begins when they are little kids something that happened to them and that inspired them, something happens to them later in life. like, And only you can tell your story in the best way. So um, I turn the microphone over to you, my dear.
0: Okay. Thank you, dear. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Sharon, the Faith Coach, and um, I am glad to be where I am today, even though... I had some things that happened in life, haven't most of us, that were pretty hard to get through, lots of adversity. However though, what all of the things that I've been through have taught me is to have faith. And Mm -hmm. let me go back to about 2010, when I was going through a rough time because late in the midnight hour is when I was non-clinically depressed. I was extremely sad because I felt sorry for myself, of missed opportunities, uh, just failure, making the wrong choices, bad decisions. And what I mean by that, about bad decisions, nothing that would, would get me in trouble or anything like that. Emotional trouble, Yes but just different things that we go through in life. Like when I quit a job before it was time to quit and I suffered financial hardships as a result. I had two boys. I was recently divorced. I felt like a bad mom. That was one regret. I think I uh, I spent 11 years in the best air force in the world, the United States military. I loved it. And I decided to I got I honor, honorably discharged, but I did that prematurely, and I had some regrets about that. So what mm-hmm. am I saying? I'm saying I just lived in regret because I just felt like I struggled, and I shouldn't have struggled because of bad decisions like that, or sometimes in my life where I didn't speak up, and I thought I should have, or maybe I spoke up, and and. Didn't think I should have. In other words, I was just reliving my past mm-hmm. and I just felt like a failure. And then one day I woke up literally, I woke up and I said, You know what? I can't live like this anymore. I can't go through the robot show anymore. Just mm-hmm. showing up and that, you know, when I get up, showing up at work. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. And going, going to school, getting degrees, being a good mom, yes, going to church and, and doing the, everything we do every day and then coming home, getting settled, and then back to the night. And the, just the cycle just repeated itself for years. And in 2013, and this went on about three or four years, and in 2013, I finally said, this enough is enough. And I started my blog and it was a Blogspot blog. It was in Sharon's uh, In fact, if anybody goes there right now, it'll direct them to the daily devotional. That's what it is today. And I, and I purposely leave it like that because I think it's nothing wrong with showing people where we've come from hmm. so, because it gives them inspiration. And that's how I ended up doing what I do now. I mean, it's morphed into what I do now and and the different things that I'm embarking on and the endeavors and everything I'm doing today was a culmination, a culmination of everything I've been through.
1: That is so beautiful and very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. and I'm curious when, and I know the whole purpose is not to focus on the past, but I think it's important, as you said, to sh- uh, show people where you come from, so they can mm-hmm. see your journey, and they can see, okay, if she can get there, then I can do that too. Um, right. and it shows the possibility. So when you were, you, you said, "Enough is enough," right. and you started a blog. Like, why did you choose a blog? Like, why didn't you choose some other outlet? What? Why did that speak to you?
0: That's a great question. You know, I don't know where I was. Maybe at the airport, but it was some stranger. Uh, we were just talking about life, and um, so I was t- telling her everything I'm telling you right now. And uh, she said, "Why don't you start a blog?" And I was mm-hmm. like, huh. okay. Well, what outlet, what platform should I should I do?" And she mentioned several, and I went with Blogspot, and that's why I started the blog, which really ended up being like. A journal, because what I decided to do at first, it was, I was like, what do I name this? I was like, you know, for, from everything I've been through, I've had trust issues because even when I was going through all of that, I felt like I was alone, which we are never alone. Number one, we have God, we could talk to God, and God gives us people. People help people. And a lot, lots of times, we don't want to ask for help. And, and uh, I felt that way, but I ended up asking for help, and I, and my, I had my pastors who really helped me. So I, I highly recommend people going to some type of therapist if needed, a counselor, a pastor, a close family or a member or a friend, but not to go through anything alone. Mm-hmm. And all those years, I was in my bedroom and just really just sad and down and out feeling sorry for myself. It wasn't necessary because I was, I was not trusting God. God was there for me. And then finally, when I let it all out and I was like, I surrender, then I was able to tap into what he really had for me. And as a result of that, the block started and everything else. But so when I was going through that and in 2013, I was like, what do I name this thing? So I was like, okay. In Sharon's head, I was at first, in fact, it was a name in Sharon's And I was like, you know what? My head, the way I think, has gotten me in trouble emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it's, where, it's why I'm, I've been in the, the, um, the predicaments I've been in. And I don't think I want to do that. So I was like, okay, how can I be vulnerable? And showing my heart to other people. Because, again, I was really distrustful of people because of all the betrayals as well. Just people gossiping and laughing and things of that nature. And these people were supposed to be close to me. Right. So I was like, you know what, it's, it's time that I got out of myself. So I was like, I'm going to start this blog. It's going to be like a daily thing. Even though it was sporadic at first, I would get on and I would blog a little bit here and there. And then, and really 2016, early 2016 is when it really started to be, to be every day. So that's why I ended up na- um, naming it in Sharon's Heart because I wanted to share my heart with other people who mm-hmm. might've been hurting themselves and I want it to be transparent. So, and, and that's what it is today. So that's why, especially now, because I'm doing my protecting my peace series and that's the podcast you listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's d- during my daily reflection with the Lord outside every day, I'm walking my dog, you know, because I'm the faith coach. Okay. <laughs> so I have a relationship with God, right? And I'm not trying to rush that on anybody else. It's everybody has to make the decisions for their own life, their own lives. This is what works for me. And um, so it's almost like it's becoming like an audio journal where my emotions are all over the place, especially, you know, COVID-19 and the uprising we're we're having in the United States right now, we have to talk about it. And um, I think, that it's good that we're connecting and that relationships and open dialogue is happening. I think that's a good thing. And really, that's what I want to be. I want to be a conduit conduit. I want to be a, a segue between people helping people and communication being open, so mm-hmm. healing can help you know start and continue.
1: Well, that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, you, you said you were going through these betrayals and you weren't really living maybe vulnerably in, a, in certain ways and you had a lot of regrets and you were focusing on the past. Um, how did you fall into faith? Was it something that was instilled in you as a child or you found it along the way?
0: I found it along the way. I wasn't brought up in the church. Um, I went every now and then, but I wasn't, um, we didn't, I didn't come from a, come from a religious or a spiritual background at all. My mother did, but uh, she came from a small rural town in North Carolina. But she, you know, I was born and raised in New York, Long Island, New York. And my mother, with my aunts and uh, one of my uncles, moved up to New York when they were in their early, well, late teens, early 20s. And uh, they got away from religion. And um, so we weren't raised in a church. So when I got out of the Air Force, I was divorced. I had two boys. I moved to South Carolina because I had a friend I was stationed with when we were in Japan. I lived, we lived in Okinawa, Japan Mm -hmm. for four years. I had one of my sons there and then the other one I had in California. And that's when I was honorably discharged when I was in California. And I loved all the, um, those places, and I've been all over the world, and I love different cultures, always have. Anyway, she, she said when I was getting out, she said, why don't you come to South Carolina? And she said, it's really nice here. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I didn't think it was really nice. I thought it was like a foreign world because here I am, New York, then the Air Force, then California. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing about the South. I mean, we would go every now and then when my mother used to uh, go to her home and she had to drag us almost kicking and screaming sometimes in the summer, but that I'd never lived in the South. So it was a culture shock to me. So I get out the Air Force. I'm really depressed when I get there because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like really different. I mean... I didn't go to the city of anywhere in in no, no Columbia, nothing where there was anything remotely uh, similar to New York or California. I go to a really small town that was, oh my gosh, just different. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what did I do? So I really sunk in the, in the, the, and I don't want to say depressed, because it's disrespectful when I say that if it's not clinically depressed, so mm-hmm. extremely sadness is what came over me, and um, I didn't have anywhere else to go. I, I, I really didn't. So, one of my, my friend's husband, told me about his church, and when he would tell me about his church, I was like, I'm not going to church. I'm not, you know, you church people. I'm not, no, I'm not going there. But he would every time I saw him, he would say, Why don't you visit my church? And I was like, Look, this guy's like super religious. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. visit his church. And then I one one day I felt so low and I was just just oh my gosh, just in a bad place emotionally just living in regret. I was like, why did I leave a good job in California? Why did I get, the air, get out of the Air Force? Why, you know, you just start second thinking everything. And um, so I call him up, and I told him, I, and I was emotional, and I said, I, I'll visit your church. So I went, and everybody was so nice, non-judgmental, and I felt like it was home. Hmm. And that's when the faith started, really. Hmm. Yeah.
1: I grew up in a, um, a great, I'm from Ohio, mm-hmm. um, born and raised. And I grew up in a great little church in a tiny, tiny, in a tiny town, a village, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandparents were far from us. And anytime I think about home and I think about community, I think about that church in a sense of like when my mom was working and after my parents divorced, it was my church family that really came to our aid and they like loved us unconditionally and gave us like my mom's the most outstanding woman on the planet, but other people within the church gave us these great, a great sense of uh, understanding as to like what normalcy is and what being a good person is. And it just instilled in me like that sense of I'm never alone. Even if I might think I'm alone, I always have that family back there in addition to my own. So I can understand how, you know, feeling like you're alone and then walking into a place like that, where you're just accepted and loved how it must feel if you hadn't felt that in a while.
0: That's exactly it. Bullseye. And I mean, almost from the the moment I walked in, and um, and another thing, you know, when I when I got there, I didn't have any of our furniture, my car, all of that was still in storage in California, mm. and my ex husband was in uh, still in California as well. So, and I was living in my friend's house who used to live there with her husband, but they were divorced, and she had gone over. C's um, to work, and I was living in her house until she got back. So that was that worked out really nicely. However, though nothing was familiar. Hmm. The only thing we had were all of our clothes. My sons didn't have their bikes, anything. So I was just feeling so like, why did I make this choice? And another thing, I didn't, I didn't have a plan. So and that was another thing that I, I didn't think through. Another thing that. I used to think back on uh during the times when I when when I laid my head on that pillow at night because we're alone in our thoughts and I so I was thinking about every mistake I ever made that mm-hmm. landed me where I was and I just said to said to myself or asked myself why didn't you at least have a job when you moved there I had a little money but it wasn't enough and it was just poor planning so, I finally get a job. Well, not finally. It didn't take long, like two months. I had a bachelor's degree at the time, so that helped. So, I got a g- pretty good job in Colombia, and um, so I was working there, and then about six months into that job, I left that job be- uh, because of impatience, mm-hmm. another mistake, and ended up back and the little small town. Actually, the town is Sumter, South Carolina. And um, just, again, back to that emotional thing again, where I'm feeling like, why do you keep making these mistakes? So, I was, um, before I left California, I was thinking about becoming a teacher. So, I started looking into becoming a teacher for South Carolina. And, Within the year, I became certified in two areas, so I became a teacher, and I taught middle school and then high school. And and when I uh, eventually I moved to Charlotte and I'm still teaching high school, and then of course um, have the entrepreneurial business where i hopefully we'll be able to do that full time. But uh, I decided to become a teacher. And then I got a master's degree. So I was, you know, and the church was helping me with my faith as well. So I kept going from level to level. And I started seeing how God was working in my life. I prayed a lot. I mean, that's all I did. I read the Bible and prayed and just sunk myself into a new way of being and operating. And I, I, I was able to, to strength, get strength from that. And now I stayed or lived in South Carolina for 10 years. Then I moved to Charlotte in 2008, still here. Love it. And, but the thing is, when I got here, even though I had a nice solid faith background and found, or, or at least foundation from the 10 years from being in Sumter, I still didn't feel like I was where I wanted to be professionally. Or even in my personal life. So that's where I sunk again. It wasn't as bad as when I first got to South Carolina, but it was still a a sunken place, if you will. And um, I just said to myself, again, I'm not going back. I'm not going to live here anymore. And I never looked back. After I got out of that in 2013, I never went back. I don't live in the past. If I find myself thinking about anything, any regret, any bad decision that I made, I immediately shift my mind. I say scripture. I'll say a quote, an affirmation. I'll use power words, and I do not live there. I mean, it's immediate. Even if I say it out loud and start talking to myself or talking to God, because that will bring you back down bring us back down if we choose to live there. And that's how I ended up speaking today with my faith model. So I'm speaking on different stages and that's what I'm talking about. I teach women, entrepreneurs, faith-based women primarily, how to build their online business by using the gift God has given them or their natural born gift. And all of that that I've been through has gotten me here today. So really, everything that I've been through was orchestrated to get me where I am here, where I am now today. And I know it. I had to go through all of that to be able to help women come out of it. And that's how I became and why. That's my why that's why I am a faith coach today. So not only do I help people or women professionally entrepreneur, with their entrepreneur, um, entrepreneurial endeavors, I help them in their personal life, too, because I'm like, look, do not stay where I stayed. Do not live there. You have a gift. You have something you love to do. Are you doing it? If not, why are you not doing it when you can create a business from it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And what do you think is most people's blocks for not doing the things that they love?
0: Fear. Hmm. Fear. Fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of success. That was everything it was for me. I was afraid to make a video, to put myself out there because I was afraid of being laughed at. But I was already being laughed at. Okay. So it didn't make a difference. I was afraid of failure. Oh my gosh. What if I say I'm doing all these things or put myself out there and what if none of it works out? Oh my gosh. I would be so embarrassed. Fear of rejection, same thing. And then fear of success. Well, what if I do all of this and I get successful and I'm more visible? Mm
1: -hmm. Oh my
0: gosh. I had to let all of that go because I know that There's scripture, and it's um, Psalm 139, verse 14. And it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image that I know full well. And another one is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. I will trust in God and the Lord with all of my heart, even when I, I know I don't understand everything, and all of my ways, I will will acknowledge him, I will keep my sights on him, and he will direct my paths. He will make them smooth, and as a result of those things, I know when I am living my purpose, when I am living what I am truly in my heart, it doesn't matter what the judgment is. It doesn't matter what anything is. I know what the vision is he has given me, and I go full force with that. I'm very narrowed, very zoned in on that, and it doesn't matter what anybody has to say. Because in a way, I used to apologize. I used to ask for permission. What do you guys think about this? Or, do you think I should? I don't do that anymore, because that's a sense of insecurity. And that's where I was. I didn't know who I was. And the irony about all of that is that I thought I was confident. I thought I had it all together. But after I got out of all of that, I was like, you know what? You were kind of like a people pleaser, Sharon. Yeah. I said, you cared what people thought about you, what they said about you. You gave them power over your life. And And I had to come to grips with that. And which is fine. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, Dave Ramsey says the past is the past. That's why it's called that. So I don't Mm -hmm. look back anymore. So everything that happened got me where I'm supposed to be here now. And, and um, I'm an influencer. I am resonating with so many women and I just want to help women not live in the dumps like I did. And that they can move out of it and they can do it with really what I call my faith model, which is affirmations. That's the A. And then the B is belief and G is grind. So it's my faith model, a.k.a. the A, B, G model, because we have to get to the point where we start speaking life Over our lives, positive, 100%. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. We have to say what we want to be. We have to speak to it and continuously speak to it, no matter how we're feeling. That's the A. And then the B B is, we have to believe. We have to believe what God says. We have to trust. We have to have faith that we can do what it is that lives in our heart. What is the gift we have? we can make a living doing that. And then the G is the grind. We have to be willing to work for it and do something every day to get to what it is we want in our lives. And that's the formula. That's my faith model. It has more parts to it, but it's a cycle. It's like if you picture three arrows going around, that's the way the faith model is. And it doesn't matter where you start. If you can start with the G, you might say, I'm a hard worker. I don't mind grinding. I hit that pavement. But you might not really believe it. You might not really believe you can really do it. It's, you're just going through the, the motions of doing it. And you might not, not even speak it. You might still speak failure over your life. Like, I can't do it. I procrastinate too much. I'm fat. I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. I need the money. They're not going to give me the money. See, that's those are all defeatist words.
1: And right, they don't
0: right. help us move the needle.
1: Yeah. Um, sorry, I wanted to pause and make sure that you were, you were finished with your amazing message there. I love that model. Um, and I, I was going to ask you, like, hey, what are some exercises that uh, our listeners can do to help get themselves out of the rut that they're in. And I, I'm, I used to be in that rut and I remember being stuck in it and I recognize the negative thoughts when they happen and when the downward spiral starts to occur. And I'm proud to say that most times I'm able to gather myself. And I've also been surrounded by people intentionally who know me and like, they will tell me, Hey, you're, you're, you're not focusing on the positive or hey why don't you do this and like they help me shift out of that mindset and I also help them and I think adding to just doing those practices on your on your own you know be surrounded by people go to a church or go to find your community elsewhere um, in your friend group or your family that that will help uplift you too and remind you of like who you are and the things that you want and how they are positive and for me being surrounded by people who are doers. So your, your grinders, like 100% and my friends and family and, you know, people in my work circles, they definitely affirm the reality of how you can achieve the things that you want. You can be who you're supposed to be. Um, and it's really empowering to be around them and, and talking to you. It's empowering as well. So I'm very excited that you're spreading this message and you're helping people to see that, hey, I have this negative thought, but it doesn't need to live here.
0: Right. It doesn't
1: live here at all. And for those who aren't familiar with that switch, because um Sharon, I'm sure you can you know what that switch feels like in your mind. Yeah. Like when you 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 have the negative thought and then you acknowledge, oh my god, this is the negative thought. Yeah. I don't have that negative thought and then you just switch it to the positive.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Isn't it so powerful?
0: It is. It's liberating.
1: It it is. And it's just like, holy smokes. Like I just, I just changed. I just changed. It's, it's beautiful. And for those who haven't felt it yet, like when you feel it, there's nothing, there's nothing that's greater than taking control of your mind and your emotions. And as someone who is, I'm naturally very emotional, Mm -hmm. um, to know that I have power over them or, and can control the emotions and be happy by just like walking outside and talking to the flowers or acknowledging the beauty around you, even if work is going poorly or you're having, an, you know, a disagreement with someone. There's so many other amazing things happening in your life that you can focus on. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So I have some more personal questions for you. Okay. Yep. Um, do... Do you find that there are advantages to being an American female in comparison to being a female in other parts of the world that you've traveled to?
0: Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. You know, when I was in the Air Force, I traveled to—I was in Kuwait for three months, and I liked Kuwait. Um, They liked Americans. And, uh, so that was a nice assignment on the way back. I went through Saudi Arabia mm. and that was an experience because I remember one time we went into, Now I wasn't there long, but we, we were on our way back to the States and we went to a McDonald's and it was the all male side and we weren't supposed to be over there. Uh Oh, what happened? Uh, we, would just, um, we just had to leave and go on the other side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they were nice and everything. But, yeah, um, so I, I, let me tell you this. I've been to a lot lot of places, and, it, we, you know, we have our issues here. We all know that. It's like every family has their issues. But this is the greatest and most awesome country in the world. Mm-hmm. Hands down.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, uh, and I'm glad to be an American.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It took me, uh, I grew up in a tiny little town in Ohio, as I said, and it took me going out there and like now I've been to 40 countries or so and have been to almost every state in the U S and spent time in almost every state. Mm-hmm. And it took me doing all of that traveling to really understand how great we have it, I knew we had it great, but now there's there's like no place like home, mm-hmm. um, and everything that's happening right now, it's showing me uh, varying sides of our country, but showing me the liberties that we do have, and uh, and how the Americans are very non compliant in many ways, and where other mm-hmm. countries, Arabia being one of them, China being another, like you're forced to be compliant, you're forced to not truly have a voice and as a female that's it's very disempowering. So one of my realizations through all of my travels and as I started to figure out what her drive was and what it's turning into was you know using my American female advantage to share the stories of other women and to uplift them and to not waste it because like being born here and given these opportunities, it would just be a waste if I didn't do what was in my heart, even though I am filled with fear. Um, sometimes not, not so much anymore, but I used to be filled with fear and there's still some fears around things that I want to do, but acknowledging, Hey, if I don't do this, I'm wasting my opportunity. And, um, and it's wonderful to be an American. And I'm glad that you you love our country so much, and I didn't thank you before, but thank you so much for your service.
0: Oh, thank you! But tell me why you tell me tell me about that fear. You, what are you afraid of? I mean, I know you don't live in the fear, but wh- no, what is that?
1: Yeah, oh. oh, I'll tell you. So, um, a lot of our listeners know, like, her drive is it began as a. It's a, a much bigger project than just being a podcast. Eventually, mm-hmm. I hope to take her drive on an around the world road trip. Where on the road trip, I'm interviewing women that I meet along the way. But in the meantime, we are doing the podcast and then video uh, interviews in my in my travels, where I've gone to Lebanon, uh, Brazil, Puerto Rico, uh, Miami, like uh, a lot of different places. We've shot, and those episodes will be released soon. Um, oh, great! Really, to just do a bigger a bigger mission, which is sh- video content of these women around the world to one share their messages, but also share with the viewers that there's no reason to be afraid of traveling. There's no reason to be afraid of going after your dreams because this woman in Guatemala, her whole dream was to have, to make and sell rocking chairs. And with a small micro loan, she was able to do that. And if this woman who has, is very impoverished and has the world against her, an abusive husband can build, her dream, than you as someone in the Western world with access to technology and funding, like you can do it too. Um, so that's really what it is. So the fear for me is, um, I would say, uh, it's more so along the lines of like, what if it's not good enough, like impactful enough. And I think that that's a very silly fear to have because in my heart, I already know that it's impactful. I already know that it's good because yeah. everything. And thus far has been great and good. And what, I, what I'm saying is I have the fear. The fear is like not not producing something that's as impactful as the experience itself.
0: Oh, no. The fact that you're even just doing it is the power. Mm. Really. And um, you are doing so much more. I have chills right now. So that means that, oh, gosh, this is wonderful. <laughs> that well, uh, That means that... You are doing what it is you're supposed to be doing, and the reason you probably have the discomfort is because you want it to be so big it's so big in your mind that you don't think you're doing it any justice, but let me tell you you are you are, and it's going to be better than you think it is. Yes, you keep going I love it
1: thank you and i um i i I now feel like I'm very blissful right now, um, based on what you just said. I, I One thing that I will tell the listeners, and I typically don't want to, like, I don't get into things like this, but because of what you do with your work and everything, mm-hmm. I, I would love to share this. Um, one thing that happened to me in 2016, I was living in a space of, like, becoming a, tr- a travel influencer with my travel blog, and, like, that's what I thought I should be doing. And I was looking at these women who I admired one night, and I just realized, like, this isn't right. Like I'm sharing stories about places that I go, but it's so me, 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 me focused. And I remember calling my best friend at the time and saying, Hey, this is wrong. Like I need to find something else. And that night I asked spirit to help me figure out what that, that was. And just a few months later, I, um, was in Canada. It was almost the end of the year. And, um, I was like trudging through the snow, ended up in this cafe I wasn't supposed to be in. There was a little newspaper on the, the the counter that somebody had already read and I was bored and they were taking too long to make my coffee, so I was just flipping through it. Uh-huh. And I flipped to this page and at the very top it said um looking for uh, a woman uh with brains, breeches and beauty and it was this article so small about the first woman on record to drive around the world. And wow. this little article, my heart was like, that's it. This is it. And from there in 2016, it'll be four years in December. That's where like her drive came from. And wow. so for anyone listening, you know, you may get that aha moment and not know exactly what it means. You're just going to know that, that, that there's a, there there. And if you keep following the ahas and following the things that feel good and spark you, You're going to get there. And I'm still so far from my goal, but I don't feel like I'm far at all. Um, Like, I feel like I'm far, but it's it's such an odd thing to say. Like, I know what the power of what I want to do is. And I know that it's, it will be as big as it should be. And as big Mm -hmm. as God, whomever, however you want to name it, wants it to be. But as long as we're following our hearts and I think doing things with intention and integrity and love, we're, we're, you can't fail. You can't fail because you're putting the love out there.
0: That's right. That's right. And you're, you know, you have some good people around you who are encouraging you to go after what it is that lives in your heart. And there is so much liberty in that because there's so many of us who are not doing it. And the fact that you have it right now, oh my gosh, you're, you're going to go all the way and don't let anybody steal it from you. You know, when I was going through all of that, um, which really was self, you know, I, I put it on myself. It was, it's called uh, free will. Mm-hmm. God gives us free will to, to do what we want to do. And um, it was a choice I made. And the reason that, now I didn't know this at the time, but in retros- retrospect, it was about myself. Me, mm-hmm. me, me, me. Yeah. I don't feel good. I think I'm going to get left at I I I me 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 and once I started getting out of me once I started the block and helping other people Mm -hmm. then it became for everyone else I started volunteering at a women's shelter and Mm -hmm. the fact that you want to do this for other women overseas or in this country it doesn't matter it's, it's just amazing because you are serving other people. We are servant leaders and that's what life is about. And once we get that, life takes on a new meaning. Yep. Yeah.
1: It totally does. Well, I feel like we just kind of had a small coaching session. <laughs> um, and <laughs> for those of you who've never had um, a life coach, uh, a faith coach, a fitness coach, a coach in general, um, coaching is extremely empowering yes. and something that I have encouraged anyone who's asked me, like, "Hey, what do you owe your transformation to?" One to myself, but two to the decision that to work with coaches like Absolutely. you, who are you. you are you are leaders, and you are it's like the friend that you you hire to see you and to help you and to give you direction when you, when you don't have any, but Sharon, in your own words, like what is coaching? What is the faith coach?
0: The faith coach helps people, women primarily is who I work with, with their confidence and doing something that lives in their heart that they've been suppressing, hiding Mm -hmm. because of judgment fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of success. And I want to bring that out of them. So the mm-hmm. sessions really are similar to this where we just talk about things. I get to know who they are and I get to know what it is they really truly want to be that they're not because mm-hmm. of maybe they were or are living a life for their children. I know I did, it was all about my boys at one time and then my husband before that. Um, so they, they might be living for their job. It could be for kids. It, it could be for anything. And they're, and they're not neglecting those things at all, right? But they're not living for themselves, and they haven't been for years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's something they want to do. They see other people doing it, and they say to themselves, I can do that. Yeah. It's not jealousy or envy. It's simply a, a matter of fact that they can do what they see other people doing. It's their gift. So they recognize it very, very fast, rapidly. Right. And uh, and not only do they say I could do it, be- um, do it, but I could do it better. And they can, because guess what? When we're doing what it is we love, no one else does it like we do, because we're the only one God has made. Mm-hmm. He made each one of us separate. Not Not even twins has the same DNA. So no one could possibly be doing what you could be doing. It's impossible. <laughs> so yes. So what I tell people is that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what we do not see. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. So it's about looking at what it is you want to do. Well, I don't know, Sharon. I don't know. Well, what is it that you did when you were a child that mm-hmm. you wanted to do? From early on. I don't know what that is. Okay. I don't know. Okay. What is it that deep down inside lives in your heart? Now think about that. There's something, there's something. And uh, people might say, well, I still don't know. Well, what is it that you do that people say you do well then? Mm -hmm. Well, I like to cook. I like to bake. I sing. I like to motivate people. I'm a runner. It just comes easy for me. I just love fitness. I like fixing things. Well, that's what you should be building on, and it should be something you could do to build a, an online business. That's what I specialize in, and it can start making you money. Yes.
1: And that is so powerful to not only mm-hmm. live in the space that you love, but also to be able to support your lifestyle as well. That's right. Wow. Well, you are doing amazing work and thank you. I really believe based on experience and just talking with others that you can't coach people until you've gone through it uh, and it's very power. Scary, Karen, that you have gone through it and it's made you that much wiser and better for all of us. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, and thank you welcome. for being so open-minded and who you are. You are a special person. Uh- <laughs> and. Yes, you are. And let me tell you, whatever it is that you want to do, and it's much in you that you haven't even told anybody. It's just between you and God. Yeah. There's much in you. And keep it between you and him right now, because it's not for anybody to know right now. Right. He's a, you're a visionary. And, and what you want to do is very global. Right. So everything that he releases to you, re- write it down and you will do it. You will. Yes. It's
1: true. It's true. And for anyone listening, I do recommend writing down your goals. And each year, it's shocking. I write the start of the year or like right before the new year starts all of the things that are professional, personal, just random little things I want to try, taste, cook, all these random things I write down. And I kid you not, by the end of the year,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I have checked off all of those things. And it just. Same here. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's like, you're not yeah. forced. It, it, just, it just happens. Power of the pen. So cool. Well, Sh- well Sharon, um, one of my favorite questions, and I just have two more for you. Okay. Yeah. Is, um, if you could go back and give yourself some words of advice or say anything you want, um, what age would you be? And what would those words be?
0: I would be... 14. Mm. And I would say, do it scared. Mm. Just do it. Don't be concerned what anybody says. And I'll, I remember at, when I was around that age, I was going out for the basketball team in middle school. It might have been high, high school, high school. And um, so I was dro- dribbling the ball down the court. And this this guy, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but anyway, I had a crush on him. And I remember dribbling the ball down the court and he said, ha, 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 look at her, look at her. She didn't even know what she's doing. Something, something along those lines. And I stopped dribbling the ball and never went back out for basketball. Oh. And yeah. And, um, and that has been, somewhat you know inconsistently a theme in my life where i've just been holding back because i was just the person who just cared too much about people what their thoughts were what they said or didn't say what they did or didn't do and as a result of that i missed out and i'm not complaining i'm not bitter about it i'm not sad about it it just happened And, um, now I can help other women who might be someone listening to this might be around that age, or they might even be much older. Mm -hmm. Don't let anything stop you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, don't. So that's a great question.
1: Mm, And that's, that's a beautiful answer. Thank you. Okay. Well, my last question is, um, what are you tooting your horn about? What are you celebrating?
0: I'm celebrating the fact that I'm getting these speaking engagements and I'm able to speak to women about this mm-hmm. faith model. And I just feel so empowered to speak to them and to resonate with them and, and to connect with them that I am not embarrassed. I'm not afraid anymore. That is to put myself out there. Like me emailing you guys or inboxing you, I would have never done that years ago, not even probably a year or two ago I wouldn't mm-hmm. have done it, but my business coach is helping me with that because even though i'm confident I, I I still have some areas that I could you know i'm not a salesperson I don't really like networking and I really don't even like doing things like that but we have to do what we're uncomfortable with to get what we want in our lives. We have to be willing to do it, afraid. We just have to. We have to, and we we just have to do it. Otherwise, no growth and no advancement will ever happen. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yep, that is the truth. There's growth where there's discomfort. There you go. Mm. Well, Sharon Shannon, the faith coach, thank you so very much for sharing your message with all of us here at Her Drive. Can you please let everybody know what your final thoughts are, where they can find you, connect with you, hire you to be their coach?
0: Sure. So, it's nsharonsheart.com. As you heard when I was telling the story earlier, it's because I wanted people to see what was in my heart. So, it's nsharonsheart.com. And if you guys need some help in your personal life, in your business, or you just want to just start the process of creating something, let's have a conversation, all right? So, you can book a free consultation call. It's a 30 minutes where we see if we connect with can connect with each other and see what happens with that. See if I can help you. See if I'm your coach and you're my client because it. hopefully it's a match. It's not always a match, right? I mean, that's the honest truth of the matter, but I resonate with a lot of people and I mm-hmm. connect with lots of women. So I'm not really concerned about that. So once you do that, you will also get a free business plan, it's a fillable where you can uh, fill it in, complete it online using a desktop, laptop, or some new some of the newer tablets, and it's tied into the Small Business Administration that will help you with your goals. And all you do is just plug in what you want in a business. Just dream, just go crazy, and I think it's about five or six pages, and. Just when you start mapping that out, Habakkuk 2, verse 2 is uh, um, scripture in the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. And um, it, it's power in writing what you want in your life. And once you do that, that will get you ready to embark on whatever it is that lives in your heart. And let's make this thing happen. Yes. I'm in Sharon's heart, by the way, across all social media as well, LinkedIn, Facebook. Instagram is where I am most of the time. And my Facebook is the largest uh, platform.
1: Yes. Beautiful. Well, we will definitely link you in the show notes and on our website, her-drive.com. Thank you so much, Sharon. It has been an honor, and I wish you a beautiful evening.
0: Thank you. You as well, and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing some great work.
1: Thank you. Take care. Okay. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Kramblatt. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and Her Drive to success.